welcome to the third episode of Gachspree. Today I want to talk a little bit about the adventures of actually writing your own book. Um, to begin with, I'm going to talk about what it was like for me to write Gachbuster, the evolution process that I went through with it. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about the difficulties other writers may be facing in their own journey to complete their books. So, to begin with, Gachbuster um, started out really simply. It was originally just going to be a supplement. Um, I grew up with first and second edition Dungeons and Dragons, and for the longest time, that really was all I knew of the RPG community, and there was no community where I lived, basically. It was just me, and I was the only person in the world, it felt like, that knew about this amazing thing called a roleplay game. And at various times, I tried to get people to play it, and um, without fail, it always proved to be way too difficult and way too complicated, and I had to change so much to make it fun for people, basically, because it just wasn't what, you know, anyone expected, and it wasn't what, it certainly wasn't what I wanted to play at the time, you know, I didn't want to be limited to things like elves and dwarves, and I didn't want my friends and players to be limited to this, um, pretty basic, um, old-school 80s concept of, of the fantasy adventure. So I always ended up changing it as much as I could and simplifying as much as I could. Just to basically make it playable for people who had never played an RPG before. Because <clears throat> um, I, I know a lot of people will say, Oh, Dungeons and Dragons, it's the most easy one, it's the most approachable, it's the best for new players. But it, it, it really isn't. Especially if you come from, like, you're used to turning on a console and now you're playing a roleplay game. That's it, you turn on your PlayStation. And to go from that to basically being the system that supports the game that you're playing and to have to do all that math and calculations, it just was way too much for me to handle at the time as the DM, and it was way too much for players to really deal with who it was more than they even cared to deal with. Just to have like an hour or two of fun. So I always left feeling pretty fr frustrated and the games never went on for more than just a couple episodes, you know, a couple sessions, like two or three sessions before people just kind of got bored of it. So, but I, I, I really enjoyed it and it, when we did it, it was fun, but the, the system itself was just too much to really keep going, basically. So I set about think with the idea that I will make a supplement that um, expands on the world of Dungeons and Dragons and makes it more like what people experience and would expect to experience in a modern gamer's um, perspective, from a modern gamer's perspective. Um, so I just started with this um, collection of thoughts of things that I thought would be um, fun, some expansions to NPCs, some world building tools, and uh, more things to just kind of get um, the players to dig in a little bit more. Um, a wider range of, a wider arrangement of classes, things along those lines. 
but at that time I was still basically working with the idea that the only game exi in existence is um, second edition Dungeons and Dragons and that was it. That's where <laughs> that's all there ever was. So um, so really there wasn't much to it in the beginning other than I'll just put this out there and anybody in this vast world who might actually also have a copy of this book might think that it's uh, a neat little thing and throw it in with their games. Um, and then uh, basically at some point, I'm not sure how it happened, but <laughs> it finally dawned at me dawned at me. It finally dawned on me that there is other games out there and there are even more editions of Dungeons and Dragons. So, um, basically, I got involved with the community. I joined some Facebook groups and started talking with people and I found out that there are, there's more than just other games and there's more than just a lot of people playing. Um, there's in fact a lot of people writing RPGs, constantly. So, although it probably sounds really stupid and obvious to a lot of other people, um, it was not to me. <laughs> and it was a major turning point. And somewhere around there I decided that there's so much different about Gothbuster that it would be a shame to just make it just this little supplement kit to one game. Um, so at that point I started really developing my own um, combat system, because uh, that was, of course, the the biggest flaw that I ever found with Dungeons & Dragons, is that combat isn't really interesting to me. Um, especially as a roleplay uh, video gamer, it just feels um, really static to me, personally. Um, so I really kind of dug into experimenting and uh, toying with the combat system, and once I had found the combat system that really worked for me, I realized that I had something that needed to be its own, and so I just kept developing it and kept developing it. And uh, three years later, we have what we have now, which is this complete um, original system of Gothbuster, which is a um, open-ended... Um, essentially fantasy, but fairly system agnostic, and it is uh, high focus on making combat as interesting and fun as it is, and also as easy to play as like a card game or turning on a game console. It's very easy to play, fast and fun combat is the focus of Gothbuster. So. Writing Gothbuster was less of a thing I wanted to do and more of a thing that I had to do. And I think for a lot of creative people, this is a pretty true statement. It's not so much that you maybe enjoy writing or drawing, so much as you can't stop writing or drawing. It is just as natural to you as breathing. It might not, not always be easy. Everything you draw or write may not always be perfect, but it's still something that you sort of just have to do. You just do it. Um, but for me, writing Gachbuster 
took on a new level of um, urgency. It went from, I'm enjoying writing this, and when I sit down to write, I just kind of do it, and I don't really stop until I realize a lot of time has passed. And it went from every waking moment that I have, I need to work on this. It needs to happen. It, it has to happen. So basically, I spent three years, <laughs> in a sense, not really existing because I needed to work on this book. Um, and that isn't to say that I didn't have moments of doubt or struggle. And I think that is... A, a major point that I need to come to. Um, when you're writing your book, or you're working on whatever piece you're working on, you probably will feel the same urgency that this is this is going to be something good, and this is some, going to be something that I crafted with my own hands. And so, at the base of it, I'm very motivated, and I will go forward with a lot of energy and a lot of interest, and it will get done. And, um, but then some time may pass and you will probably look back at your piece and think, oh my god, there's so much left to do. It's never going to happen. It's just going to keep going and keep going and it's just, and you'll lose momentum at points or even stop. There actually was a point in Gachbuster where I fully set down the book for like six months and I was like, I can't work on this anymore. I had just a lot of things going on in my home life and it was just too much to handle. I just had a lot of pressure going on and I couldn't put the time into it that I needed. And something like that might happen to you while you're working on your piece. And I'm, I'm just here to tell you that that is okay. Putting something down is not surrendering. Like, just let that sit in. If you if you need to stop and you need to take a break, that doesn't mean that you can't do it, and it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you failed. It means that you're doing you're doing the right thing for your own um, your own family life. You're doing the right thing for your own mental stability. Um, because while working on something like an entire book might be good for your self-expression and it might be good for your sanity to keep putting out and um, to keep uh, producing and to be able to express yourself, it is also a vastly draining experience and it is, it is so time-consuming and that's just time that takes away from things like other things that, that need your care, like um, friends, family, even like your own just home and, and your own body even. So there has to be a point where you realize that you need to take care of yourself. And, and it, it is really a balancing game. So don't be afraid to put things down and take a break. Especially if you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling confused, if you're feeling unmotivated. Take breaks. Take a lot of breaks. Um, I find when I'm away from my work, that is when I have the biggest inspiration. Like, um, just recently, like in the last episode I was talking about, 
um, how I had been struggling with this doubt that I was feeling towards combat, and of course I already stated that combat is the most important thing to me with this game, I was beginning to doubt how the most central pillar of my game was worthwhile or not. And then I played a game of Pathfinder, and I had a <laughs> revelation. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, take breaks, do things that you enjoy. Um, and as far as motivation goes, I think that's the next real killer with creative work. Um, to stay motivated, um, I would say don't work. <laughs> don't work on it. If you're unmotivated, just set it down and have a series of things that you know already inspire you. If you like to listen to music, have all your, your favorite songs already in a playlist ready to go. If you like to draw, take a break and draw from take a break from your writing, or if you like to write, take a break from drawing and do some writing. Do some reading, have a, a stack of books that you've been Putting off, ready to go. Have some movies ready that you've been really dying to watch. And these will be waiting there for you to as a threat when you become unmotivated. And once you sink into the things that um, you have been wanting to do and are motivated to, to now take the time for, um, you will find that you find uh, inspiration within those things. And then at some point, um, you will probably actually want to stop doing this alternate activity and go back to writing. So have a support system of your favorite things around you, basically. And that will serve to re-energize when you become demotivated. Because um, in my experience, the struggle uh, with motivation is less how to just constantly stay motivated so much as how to identify when you're not um, motivated anymore and understand yourself well enough to find the way to flip the motivation into motivation. So it's not something that you can directly combat by being angry at yourself or being disappointed in yourself. It's something that you need to just allow to pass through your system. Because you will become unmotivated, you will become frustrated, you will become upset, you will become doubtful. And I think doubt is probably the final real true killer of um, any creative venture, or, or any venture really. And doubt is a lot harder to fight than, um, than motivation. Um, for me, just throughout the entire process of running Gachbuster, I was like, well, what makes me what makes me think that I am capable of writing anything? What makes me think that I am worthy of writing a roleplay game when uh, my previous experience was with one dead game that nobody really plays except for old schoolers? And just reams and reams of questions and accusations at myself from my subconscious and my answer to that was pretty much always A. I'm enjoying what I'm doing so why would I not enjoy what I'm doing and stop? (laughs) 
And that's probably the simplest answer that I would have for you. If you're writing a book and you enjoy writing, then what does it really matter that it's good or bad or anything if you enjoy it? Just just do it. Because you can. And then my second answer to that is pretty much... second answer to that is pretty much it's not so much about um, whether or not I do or don't deserve to do something because then that question also applies to everyone what, what does anybody deserve to write anything and if I have the capacity to write then that unto itself is the deserving to, to write I don't need to have a reason to write, and no one has ever had a re- needed to have a reason to write. So it's less of why do I deserve to write so much as why don't I deserve to write, and there isn't a, an answer an answer to that question. There is no reason why you wouldn't deserve to write, and there is to write. There is no reason you wouldn't deserve to draw, or to be in a marathon, or to do anything that you love. So really, it's just, um, I try to fight doubt with simple, simple logic and just very simple reasoning. I do deserve to write because I can write and I do deserve to, um, enjoy, to enjoy my time. So I'm just going to, and that's as simple as that. But with doubt, it's... It's a lot like motivation in that you can't stop it from happening. So you just let it run its course and then, you know, at those points, those are really good points to take a break and just go play some video games and relax for a while. And then eventually you'll feel that tugging again and realize, I gotta write. It's time to write. And then you'll just get back on your computer and get back to work. And at some point, you will reach a stage where you will say, This is it. It's done. I've done what I could do. (laughs) So I hope you guys will be, um, be reaching that stage soon. And I hope that this has been um, inspirational and helpful to you. And, um, please, uh, leave me a comment. Tell me about what you're writing and tell me about, um, Maybe the uh, roleplay games you're playing right now and uh, how you guys got started in, uh, in roleplay and how you got started in writing. And uh, until then, I will be back tomorrow with another episode about writing and roleplay. Bye!